0: Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an ExpressBet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with Firstbet bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal void or prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700
1: The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Stryker PhD's taking right off is flying home from absolute last and is still seven behind them as they come for the lane. Scat Daddy Babies in front, tackled by Boyette on the outside. Stryker PhD is coming like a train right down the outside and here comes Striker PhD gobbling them up. Stryker PhD joins Boyette and Stryker PhD's come from last, grabs the lead in the Long Longacres mile. And Supreme takes command up the inside. Twist Grips is flying late. Stryker PhD's won the mile from Boyette and Twist Grips.
2: Horse Racing Northwest begins here in mid March 2023. That was Stryker PhD winning the 2014 Long Acres Mile, his first of back to back mile scores. And he's going to go into the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame this year. The ceremony on August 12th, the day before the Long Acres Mile this summer at Emerald Downs. Uh, Saturday, at that time of the season in August, we're going to be racing Saturday night. So it'll be a function out by the Winter circle before the first race. Vince, uh, we've got several going into the Hall of Fame for 2023. Attaboy Roy is the other horse. couple of horses this year. Welcome. Two great ones. Yeah.
3: Attaboy Roy, who not only was superior sprinter here at Emerald Downs, but also took his act uh, around the country successfully, most notably a grade two at Churchill Downs and striker PhD. What more needs to be said, a two-time Long Acres Mile winner, uh, about as great a closer as we've seen in Washington yeah. history. Yep. The trainer ranks overdue here. Frank Lucarelli, our all-time leading trainer. Uh, Luke getting in the Washington Racing Hall of Fame in, uh, as a breeder, barcy Racing, they've been so dominant with uh, Harbor the Gold and all his offspring here at Emerald Downs. That's Pam and Neil Christopherson. And finally, a new category this yeah. year, Joe, uh, owners George and Norma Sedlock. Remember those Purple and gold silks with horses like Military Hawk and Cadet
2: Stevens and oh boy and, and early so in others. Emerald Downs run we had they had Funny Tail and Crowning yeah. Meeting and Moonlight Meeting and just a bunch of really good horses and you know
3: talking to a few people boy no one has a bad word to say about George and Norma Selleck. in fact George you know uh, Ron Crockett Jack Hodge mem- mentioned how helpful he was in so many ways instrumental in helping getting this racetrack built
2: that's right uh, george and norma sudlock into the hall of fame as well and unfortunately both have left us in recent years that's the class of the hall of fame and opening day for the 2023 season is coming up on may 6th that's kentucky derby day this year so uh, make plans to come on out to Emerald Downs for an opening day. First race will be 1 p.m., first live Emerald Downs race at 1 p.m. Of course, the Kentucky Derby on the big screen and other TVs uh, it will be a real popular day. The, the suites on the sixth floor are sold out for opening day May 6th. However, the Mother's Day buffet is going to be back on Sunday, May 14th. So keep that in mind for all spots uh, indoors for a great buffet to treat mom and the uh, some suites are available up on the sixth floor for Mother's Day, May 14th. Hey, we're gonna start our Training Day feature next week, Thursday, March 23rd. You can catch uh, selected horses on morning training at Emerald Downs on our YouTube channel, Emerald Downs YouTube and Training Day, the first one, will be a week from today, Thursday, March 23rd. Did I say May earlier? Maybe. But it's March 23rd. It's next week. And we've got a couple of guests today. A couple of trainers are going to join us on Horse Racing Northwest.
3: We have. We mentioned Frank Lucarelli and going in the Hall of Fame. One of his high school buddies, yeah. uh, Ed Moger, uh, originally from uh, Bellevue, Washington, Ed Moger Jr. Biggest win of his career, Joe, a couple of weeks ago with a horse called Stiletto Boy owned by his brother, Steve. We're going to have uh, Ed on. He's had a good long run down there in California and uh, talk about Stiletto Boy and some of his memories up here in Washington. Yeah, And then Mike Pooch. And Joe, you'll talk about, he's got a busy docket this Saturday, another one of those big cards down at Oakland, And Mike and one of his main clients, Bob Rondo, are going to be well represented down there.
2: That's right. 2021 Long Acres Mile winner background is in the seventh race on Saturday. And he's running in a $106,000 allowance background. And then in the ninth race, it's the Essex, the $500,000 Essex for four year olds and up. And Call Me Fast is in there. And that horse is well known at Oaklawn Park now here in the winter spring of 2023. The son of Dialed In is two for two at the meeting. A win in January, a win in February. Uh, he has uh, carried his speed, and uh, yeah, Tom Lambro, Bob Rondo and company, uh, the owners, and Mike Puich, the trainer of Call Me Fast 15 to 1 morning line in the Essex. And you know that's nothing new for him. He's
3: won three times in his career, all three at pretty good prices.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, his maiden victory came at Keeneland last October, and he ran a big second on uh, Breeders' Cup Friday at Keeneland as well with the... Uh, A little bit of a troubled trip. So that horse is really doing well. Four-year-old by Dialed In, Call Me Fast, in the Essex on Saturday. All right. Uh, Dancing at the Downs. The next Dancing at the Downs is Saturday, April 8th. That's going to be an Aerosmith tribute band. And uh, you can get tickets online for $8, $10 at the door. Dancing at the Downs, uh, those functions start about 7 p.m. Actually, gates open at 7 First song at eight. PM. Those are those are
3: pretty good, Joe. Yeah. You and I've worked a couple of them, and it's it's I, I highly recommend it if you're into some live music and you know a little nightlife that it, type of thing. It's it's a happening place.
2: It's what it fills that void. You bet. In Auburn, uh, live music, Aerosmith tribute band next dancing at the Downs Saturday, April eighth. Okay, hey, so the WTBOA banquet uh, that was. Happening in uh, February the 25th. I think we had a podcast right before that, but uh, many of you do know that Slew's Tiz Wiz was named Washington Horse of the Year, the Long Acres Mile winner. Trainer Tom Wenzel, owners Candy Thoroughbreds of Darlene Craig and their rider was Jose Zanino this year. Sluice Wiz, the first Washington bred to win the mile since Stryker PhD in 2015. Right, and
3: as we've mentioned
2: that, you know, great
3: great year for Washington breds with both Sluze Tis Wiz and Papa's Golden Boy running one, two, and hope to see both those horses back this right. year. We mentioned Sluze Tis Wiz, first horse on the racetrack when training began February 27th. So yep. he's
2: back. He is back, he's here. And we had three horses win over $100,000. The Big Wham was a two-year-old last year. He was the state's all-time, or the state's leading earner for 2023. Sluice Tizwiz was second Papa's Golden Boy third at uh, just over $100,000. So the WTBOA banquet happened. And uh, hey, we're looking forward to our guest today. We're also... Uh, Let's get an Emerald Racing Club update, Vince.
3: Yep, Uh, we began registration on March 1st, still got plenty of room here for 2023. You can go to uh, emeralddowns.com, we got an Emerald Racing Club section there, or you can email me, at vinceb.emeralddowns.com, I'll be happy to shoot you a registration form, or you just want to come out in the morning, talk to me about it, just call me up, 253-288-7723, we'll have a cup of coffee, I'll explain the whole thing to you uh $500 it's the only bill you'll see all year and uh you'll have a pretty interesting hopefully and fun experience I think you know it's uh it's 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 a pretty good bargain
2: it is for $500 and Vince does a great job keeping everybody updated and he when he says uh he'll personally inform you he certainly will the Emerald Racing Club Usually a couple of horses. You've had three, I guess, at times.
3: Yeah, and our, our trainer, Jeff Metz, this year, we had a little Zoom conference with him and club members on Monday, and he's begun to look down there for some horses that are for sale that will uh, f- kind of fit the racing program here at uh, Emerald Downs. But, yeah, hopefully we'll have at least two horses ready by May 6th for opening day.
2: Very good. Emerald Racing Club, get a hold of Vince, 253 or go to emeralddowns.com. Okay, well, we'll do our regular thing. We've got a couple of guests, Mike Pooch, Ed Mojer Jr. We'll do our sports shorts, some selections, trivia in that last segment as well. So we'll take a short break, come back with trainer Mike Pooch here on Horse Racing Northwest.
0: Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an ExpressBet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races a 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet. bet and residing in the state where such activity is legal Void or prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700
3: Call me fast tries to battle back from the inside. These two to the final hundred and fifty yards. Great escape outside. Call me fast inside on his left lead, but he's put his head back in front.
2: Great escape. Call me fast to the wire. Call me fast. Great escape. Call me fast in front. That was stretch run of Call Me Fast winning his second consecutive race at Oaklawn in February and winning another one of those one hundred thousand dollar allowance purses. Uh, really well-known in the Midwest, and uh, he might be well-known in the handicap division after this weekend at Oaklawn Park, the $500,000 Essex at a mile and a sixteenth, and call me fast, number four in there for trainer Mike Pooich, and of course local owners Bob Rondo and Tom Lambro. We've got trainer Puich on the line here for Horse Racing Northwest. Mike, how you doing?
4: Great, how you and Vince doing?
2: Fantastic. You know, we were just checking out Oaklawn. It's a little wet back there on Thursday afternoon, but, uh, boy, call me fast. Doesn't look like he needs to drag his racetrack around with him, Mike.
4: Yeah, he's been pretty versatile so far as far as what kind of track he runs on. Um, and he trains the same way. He's just pretty pretty willing and ambitious, and no, nothing that we've had him on so far has seemed to really bother him.
2: Oh, yeah, that last race, you know, he was head and head for the lead for a good part of the race, uh, never really had a huge lead. Um, in fact, I I was super impressed on February 18th because he had the one post and uh, your jockey, Arietta didn't really hurry him in the first 10 jumps. And I thought, oh, boy, he's giving up the rail. And then your horse got through on the inside without a whole lot of urging uh what were your thoughts early in that race of february
4: 18th yeah pretty much the same thing that you did i I didn't um yeah he's not really quick away from the gate um but the one thing about this horse um i think the farther he goes the better he's gonna get Hmm. um and but he's he's got such a high cruising speed and he can carry it which is really really impressive to me um but he doesn't have to have the lead. And and I didn't, I thought out of the one hole, um, the main thing is when you rush this horse and ask him early, he'll just cut and run and take off. And it reflects that in his couple races where he was set early and he just faded. Um, he doesn't like to be ridden that way. Um, and I would, I would have been content being second or third down the backside and saving ground. I was fine with that because he's not afraid to run, get inside tight horses. Um, he used to be, but he's come through that. Um, and he's quite competitive now so yeah um but when when it fell together the way it did i felt pretty dang confident down the backside that uh you know to me i kept telling everybody 46 and change is going to be a gift to this horse because in the sprints he's been showing speed and and then and then finishing stronger after that so um I, i felt pretty comfortable with where he was at down the backside for sure
3: hey mike i'm looking at this race um it's certainly a quality field. Last Samurai got a 105 buyer, he's earned 1.6 million silver prospectors, a millionaire and and rated our superstar, another one that's won a lot of big races, but you know, your horse is sharp and I'm you know, just going over the field a couple times, you know, you're talking about his speed, he's definitely be right up there early in this race. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, but it certainly yeah, on paper yeah. looks that way.
4: Yeah, um it does and and you know, you you would expect classic causeway to go out there and try to to kind of get out there and do his stuff. But quite honestly, I think his better and more impressive races have come on the uh, turf as of late. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you know, make no mistake about him. He's had some, you know, he's, he's made the lead uh, in some of his dirt races, but yeah, I don't think we'll be too far out of it. I like, I like the fact that, so there's, there's speed outside of him and everything. We're in the same boat we were last time. You know, somebody's going to top them and get over flying, but we're going to be saving ground in that first turn, and that's really important here, that first turn.
2: Very good. Yeah, call me fast, Drew, post number four of 10. And Vince, and, and of course, Mike is aware. Boy, look at this form. He he won on February 18th. He beat 10 that day and on january 28th his first start of the year he beat 11 he's outrun a lot of horses for that tough he's, condition he's the only
3: horse in the field with two wins at the current oakland meet i mean for take that for what it is but it sure tells you he's sharp you know and he is yeah uh, he's 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 really on the improve mike
2: and mike you know, uh, he, yeah go the ahead
4: three to one the three to one co-favorite in the race their eighth or second favorite is vittorio who's vittorio who's a really nice horse but I mean, I wouldn't trade horses straight across. I mean, we're fifteen to one; and he's three to one. And I keep looking at that, and you know, he's not a horse I'd be afraid of.
2: Yeah, he's got two know. career victories,
3: you know.
4: Yeah. So. And la- um, and and
3: last Samurai, who certainly uh, had a big figure last time in that victory in the uh, Razorback, but I remember watching that race, and uh, there was the it was there was quite contentious up front, and he ran a big race, but. I don't want to use the word setup, but it did set up nicely for him. So I'm not sure he'll get that same trip again this time either.
4: Yeah, it really did, and then that was the same day we ran too. And our, you know, mm. we set some. Our fractions were a little bit faster up till the end of the race. Anyway, they came home. He flew home last night. You can't take anything away from him, but it was. It did set up good for him. The speed kind of backed off pretty, pretty quick. But man, did he come flying! He ran a heck of a race
2: okay yeah he's he's certainly one to beat five-year-old Dwayne lucas trainee with torres aboard uh you know uh, rich strike and art collector both nominated to the essex and both were training regularly and uh you know those are two pretty accomplished horses you don't don't have to face them in call me fast first stakes race you have to be a little bit happy about that huh Yeah, you know,
4: we we made our mind up. I told Bob and Tom, I said, if this horse um, runs as good as I think he will last time um, and he happens to win, I said, let's take a shot. And uh, I've always kind of, I've just kind of always said my goal was with him. And and it's the dreaming goal, if you want to dream a little bit. But I said, this horse is going to win the Oakland Handicap. Mm -hmm. And um, I said that a couple months ago before we ran him his first race here. And they both looked at me like I was crazy, or I was drinking some Rainier beer again back in the Renton high school days. But
2: what? Um,
4: you know, it's. Uh, um, so when I looked at the nominations, I was ready to. to pretty sure I was pretty sure our um, collector was coming, and I was still ready to try them on. Try them. I think the horse deserved it. Deserves a chance, and you can always off them and freshen them up after that if it doesn't work out and you know the purses are good at the next racetrack that runs in churchill and everything so you got all summer to kind of get them back to recover from it if it's too much but i i don't think it is i think he fits in with all these horses everybody that nominated um and the exciting thing is there's really no pressure i just we're all excited to see how good he really is and he's going to tell us one way or another on Saturday. You know, whether he wins or not, it could be a trouble trip or something else, and something else happens. But we're going to find out how good he always stacks up against the next level of horse, you know. And that's what we're all excited to see.
3: Yeah, and Mike, you know, looking at the the PPs on him, you can't help but notice the breeder of Call Me Fast, Glenn Todd. And I know Glenn was a real close friend of yours, and it's got to be a little bit special, too, for you in that regard. Oh, it's
4: very special. You know, we we broke this horse for Glenn, and Mm. we sent him up there as a two-year-old, and I said, this is the best one you've ever had. Um, And then he, unfortunately, got shins on him. And then two weeks before Glenn passed away, we got him ready as a three-year-old and sent him up to him, and he texted me right away and said, this is our derby horse this year. We're going to win the BC Derby with him. Wow. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but um, he passed away. And, um, you know, I made sure that this horse, he wasn't going anywhere whether Bob and molly and tom Bottom. it was we were going to always buy him ourselves or whatever because he's special to, to gladden he was special to us because he's always been kind of a special horse since we broke him
2: call me fast by dialed in out of a minister's wildcat mare he's undefeated this year he's won at the distance of a mile and a 16th he's won wet he's won dry so uh uh, the time to run in a first stakes race uh it seems like the thing to do and it is going to happen this Saturday at Oakland park in the Essex at a mile and a 16th that is great hey tell us uh, one good thing about your jockey our Ar- Arietta uh, what do you like about him
4: you know what i think he's the next coming of uh one of the top jocks in the country hmm. um he's a really really good kid he started out in arizona actually in and- He's come a long ways. He rides with a lot of confidence. He loves his horses. Um, he comes down. And he likes to get on. Call me fast every time he works and tells me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing <laughs> right. I've, I've nicknamed him now Lucian Lauren because he's always coming up with some new idea of what I've got to do differently or something. You know.
2: He's not built um, like Lucian Lauren, is he? Hopefully. He's what? He's not built like Lucian Lauren.
4: Oh no, no, no! Oh, but good. he's a good. really good kid. A really good kid, and he's a, he's an up and comer. And uh, he deserves every good thing that comes to him. Great family guy. His wife brings us um, sandwiches every day. She charges ah. us five bucks, but that's all right. Um, and uh, he's he's going to go places. You're going to see this kid in a lot of places.
2: That's great. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I was impressed uh, in that last win. I thought, oh, boy, this horse has got the one hole and has given up that inside. But uh, he just smoothed him up to the lead and had plenty of horse for well, the stretch.
4: He knows the horse really well. Yeah. And the horse has never run a bad race for him, and they they really get along well.
2: Speaking
3: um, of a jockey that knows a horse, how about Rocco and Background in Race Seven on Saturday, right. Joe?
4: He, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give him a good run for their money too. We're gonna kind of, you know, we kind of been putting him in the race early. Um, uh, we have put him on the lead the last two starts. He doesn't have to have the lead, and it looks like he should get a really good uh, stalking trip. Um, and uh, we're looking for a really, really big effort. Uh, he had a great work the other day. The time wasn't as impressive as Call Me Fast, but the way background did it was really ultra impressive. And Rocco said he's uh, the old man's got one more left in him, so we'll see. He's he's ready to fire a big shot.
2: That's good to know. And, of course, we know he can come from off the pace. We saw him uh, with our own eyes you here bet. at Emerald Downs in the summer of 21 when he won the mile and uh, really had uh, some things to do there in the final three sixteenths and got them done and it's not the first time he's passed horses late so background uh he's been meeting really tough customers back there you're confident on him on saturday too huh mike's always confident
4: um you know it's it's a tough race since he lost all his conditions and everything we've had to kind of take on a lot tougher horse than we have in the past but um he's ready he's got two races under his belt and he's gonna he's gonna run a he's gonna run a real big race on saturday for sure
2: that race they both
4: are where well, i'm excited about both of them
2: that race is also at a mile and a 16th race number six or excuse me number seven and the essex is race number nine and uh mike uh you got a couple of young horses you're interested in for 2023
4: yeah we um unfortunately we lost one the other day uh to a uh, uncle Mo Colt named same old Mo. It was, we had really, really high hopes for him. Um, kind of a disappointing deal. And it's just, uh, hard to even talk about, but he was a special horse, but I feel like I compelled to mention him just because, uh, that's about all you'll ever hear of him. His name was same old Mo. Hmm. And it's a shame because he was about ready to run the beginning of Churchill. And we were, had some really high hopes for him. And, um, we've got some nice two year olds, of Curlin Philly coming up, That's being broke. And, um, uh, another uncle Mo, and we've got some nice horses coming up
2: very good. So, well, there's a
4: horse out there by the name after Chris Thompson. His name is Thompson owned by Tim Dore and Denise Mavis that'll be going to California, but he's at the high he's at the head of the class at the farm and the ones we broke, so that'll be, be fun to watch him run um Thompson so
2: that is we'll great see what happens yeah and uh was where did you get him from? Was he uh Washington Purchase? he came
4: out of the Washington sale That's yeah what I thought yeah he's a He's a uh, he's not a last samurai. He's my first samurai.
2: Yeah, like that stud. Hey, hey, Mike, I
3: got an idea. Why doesn't Ed Moger, who we had on the show today, bring Stiletto Boy, and you'll bring Call Me Fast for the mile this year?
4: He doesn't want to mess with Call Me Fast. (laughs) You tell Ed if he wants a match race, he can call me fast, (laughs) and I'll set it up.
2: (laughs) Very good, Big
4: Ed. That's the greatest thing. That was so cool. uh, You know, Ed Moger, there's. There's a guy that, another one deserves anything good that happens to him. He's been knocking around there a long time. Washington guy. His father was with the HBPA. Great Mm. people. Um, You know, I got choked up. I I actually cried when that horse won. I was just so happy for Ed.
2: Nice. Um,
4: And, you know, that's that's another great horse out there, you know. So it'd be fun if we could hook up down the line. We both, uh, this horse keeps getting as good as I hope he does. And we could hook up one day, I'd love to see him.
2: Okay. Vince has got the... uh challenge uh out there so let's hope
4: yeah just tell him to call me fast if he wants to put up some cash we'll go we'll ahead do, and yeah
2: it. very good hey and it looks like it's going to be pretty nice this weekend at oak lawn saturday sunday but again call me fast as one wet and dry so you're not too worried about that are you
4: no no we're pretty um hopefully it'll be a good uh good racetrack and a good crowd and a good safe trip for everybody and we get to find out for sure what it is if we're you know, contenders or pretenders for down the line, but um pretty exciting stuff.
2: Hey Vince, doesn't sound like the worst fifteen to one shot we've ever heard. Not of. at all. Okay. No, I think I might get involved. Yeah. Pooh Yeah,
4: that'd be good. Pooh. That'd be fun.
2: Yeah. Well great luck back there. Thank you for joining Thank us on Horse Racing Northwest. Good luck to you and Bob Rondo, Tom Lambro and the whole team. So uh thanks for joining us. We'll be watching yeah man.
4: Th- thanks for having me you guys and um as always, you guys do a great job out there. You know, I wish people would kind of sit up and notice how you do things because like, I've been everywhere in the world; they still can't come close to what Emerald Downs does for their fans and for the people. And um, unfortunately, if we had the purses they had here, we'd put everybody out of business out there.
2: Yeah, we've got a lot of loyal people, including you. Thanks for the nice words, Mike Pooch well, joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Unless he has more nice words, does he?
4: I just have one last thing to say. Go Hawks.
2: Okay, go Hawks, yeah. Uh,
4: all right,
2: guys. See you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mike Puich joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, yeah, he's a big Hawk fan. He has quite a few Seahawk jerseys, and I think he's got a new one for every game he goes to. Which, he's just a season big, tickets. big uh, Seattle oh, yeah, sports fan. You bet. Yeah. Well, that is uh, some nice possibilities for northwest connections at oakland you know on Saturday. what yeah
3: and i do think call me fast is a sharp horse and i think you know for people who do like the pace i think he he projects to run a pretty darn good race and it's it's at the price you know it's going to be an acid test for him it we'll see what happens in the stretch and that's interesting on background you know i didn't want to say to mike i thought when background ran last time it might have been a little too quick back after a pretty tough opening out of the season so I think taking a little more time this time and we sure know how competitive he gets if he finds himself in a battle. So, you know, Mike, Mike's point there is well taken too. So we'll see.
2: Oh yeah. That first out back, boy, did he give way grudgingly in that race? He He did. And then
3: he came back, I think in two weeks and he gave way, he didn't run a background race I thought the second time. So, you know, if Rocco thinks he's
2: back to his old self that should put him in the mix. Very good. Okay. Um, Our final segment, we'll have trainer Ed Mojer Jr. on with us, our sports shorts and selections. Uh, We had a couple of passings in the industry. Patty Rizzo passed away, a longtime mutual clerk, well-known to so many. uh, Spent much of her Emerald Downs era, in which she was here from the beginning. She also worked at Long Acres and the Off Track. Gal from Renton passed away uh, last weekend at age 70, just a... a, uh, quick illness there because she did work the whole meeting last year. Patty Rizzo, age 70. Uh, those of you that, that spent a lot of time at the Quarter Shoot Cafe, she was a mutual clerk back there for most of her run here at Emerald Downs. So uh, we'll certainly miss Patty who passed. And uh, also jockey JC Estrada who really, uh, when I think of him, I think of his smile and his personality. I mean, if, if you talked to him, you walked out of there with a the up feeling. Um, he rode at Long Acres as well as yeah. Emerald Down. He made a comeback a couple of years ago here.
3: He did. I remember him riding as an apprentice. Yeah, he rode a horse called Samson Enterprise to a big stakes win for the Mark Walker Ranch back mm-hmm. in the day one of my favorite sires db Carm back then um but yeah jc estrada won the lindy award which is voted on by his fellow jockeys you know for sportsmanship and an upbeat demeanor and all that T- tells you a lot about the guy when that's you're, right when your colleagues oh. and friends in the room think that much of you
2: and, yeah uh, he had uh you know he had some substance abuse issues which he freely admitted and he he went through the cure and was a lot of years sober and Uh, just uh, super happy and uh, guy you wanted to see coming around the corner. That's for sure. Age 62, JC Estrada passes recently. Okay. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come back with our third and final segment here on Horse Racing Northwest.
1: The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. They're at the top of the
3: stretch. Hopper on the outside and defunded her nose and nose. Stiletto Boy, there goes Harvard and Tiz Quantum. Proxy starting to pick up some nice momentum in the center of the track. And Proxy is finding his best ride as defunded shakes loose. Defunded three-length lead. Proxy on the outside. Stiletto Boy also in it. Stiletto Boy coming at defunded. Stiletto Boy has won the Santa Anita Handicap under a Hall of Fame ride from Kent DeSormo
2: stiletto boy in the big cap at santa anita on saturday march 4th and some definite local connections ed mojer jr the trainer of stiletto boy joining us on horse racing northwest ed good afternoon to you good afternoon great to have you on and uh i'm sure you never mind hearing that stretch run uh that horse has been uh, a real special individual for a couple years now in your barn. And um, tell us how you got him.
5: Uh, we bought a, actually my brother picked him out at a sale without my knowledge, <laughs> and uh, he paid four hundred twenty thousand for him uh, right after he won the Iowa Derby. Um, that was only his second win uh, in his lifetime. And, uh, he paid $420 because my brother, he had done his homework. He was watching, even when he was a maiden race, he was running with like real good horses, you know, like horses that beat him in the maiden race were coming back and winning stake races. And anyway, he paid a lot of money for him. Um, I thought it was probably too much money, but it turned out good. <laughs> it turned out the other way around. We, I thought we'd have trouble winning races uh, in California, Southern California and stake races, which is where, He's going to have to run, mm-hmm. but, uh, we didn't have him for very long. I could tell he was like a little bit better than like a, a good horse. I, I could tell you was a better horse. He's the best horse I've ever trained.
2: Wow. So uh, winning the big cap is absolutely huge. And you know, the big cap has lost a little bit of luster over the years because of these uh, really rich races overseas. But, uh, nonetheless, it has a huge history. You had a big field to outrun and, uh, uh, a lot of the wa- wagerers weren't believing completely at 13 to 1, but one Vince brune, my colleague here at Emerald Downs, was on Stiletto Boy on Saturday, March 4th. Vince? Well, one thing, uh, Ed, you mentioned your brother
3: Steve. Uh, I believe, like yourself, Steve is from up here, and uh, you guys have had great luck. Uh, also, Stormy Lucier Grade one winner. Yeah,
1: see, that
5: was in, like, 2015. Uh, it was a horse that we from Frank Buccarelli, which everybody up there knows. Mm-hmm. And uh we paid I think like five hundred thousand for her. Frank had just won a grade two with her at Santa Anita and uh we bought her right after that. And uh she ended up making about five hundred for my brother, I think. And uh, then we sold her for five hundred for a bear.
3: And she wow. won she won the grade one matriarch... For Ed and Steve, and I believe at odds of sixty-five to one. So, and that was also with Kent DeSormo. So, you, your brother, and Kent have really uh, had some great luck together, Ed.
5: Yeah, he's been our he's been our man. He's he's a, he's, he's a great writer, uh, Hall of Fame, and and we've I've won two great ones now in my lifetime, and I tell everybody I probably would, would not have won either one without him.
3: And you know, watching the the big cap live, Ed, I, I'd like your thoughts on that. I wasn't sure what Kent was doing in that race because Stiletto Boy broke right on top, uh, but kind of when the, going down the backstretch, he yielded the lead, and I was saying, "Geez, I don't know if this is going to work out." But it 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 uh, <laughs> it really did, as he was able to run by defunded and uh, proxy and hold off proxy right at the wire.
5: Yeah, we the, our plan was to, you know, he always breaks really really sharp. Our plan was to get out, you know, on the lead. If you know, if he could, but if it's going too fast, then to ease off. So that's kind of exactly what happened. Um, he kind of looked uncomfortable down the backside, but Kent told me that the horse on the inside clipped him, clipped his back end, and that's why he kind of lost his huh. momentum right there. But then he said he gathered it up like really quick again, and then. You know, he, he asked him pretty hard, you know, like about half hour on the turn, and he gave
3: him, gave him something. You know, one thing, and I was telling Joe right before we started, I, I, the the horses stiletto boy has been in against is the who's who of racing, and he's held his own running against Medina Spirit, Nick's Go, Flightline, I believe a couple times, Life is Good, uh, Royal Ship, Country Grammar, Art Collector, Jeez. these are like the who's who of horse racing, and, and stiletto <laughs> boy always shows up.
5: I, know, I tell I tell everybody that he he has never been beat by an ordinary horse. Wow! The only ones that ever beat her are the the Breeders Cup horses. Uh, you know, Life is Good, Flying Line, you you named them, Medina Spirit, and the other day when he ran, I, I told. I, mean, I, I don't want to brag, but I told everybody he's the best horse in the race. And people say, what about defunded? Well, he went up at six to five. We had already beaten him before. We got beat in the Pegasus, but I think the only re- reason we got beat, we came out of the 11 hole and we had to gun to mm. get out there because nobody wins from the 11 hole at Gulfstream Park going a mile and eight because you're going right into the turn and nobody, nobody wins there. Yeah. You know, so that, so we gunned him out of there, and it took a lot out. And he, I think he beat us a length that day.
2: So I, I thought he was the best horse in the race. Wow. Well, got got to give your brother Steve some props there, Ed, for uh, picking him out. Uh, what kind of a sale was that a couple of years ago when he was a three-year-old? It was uh, a uh I guess,
5: a mixed sale. Or you know, okay, he, he bought it online. He wasn't there. He he was online. and He did the bidding himself, well, good. and uh. Yeah, so he yeah, he bought
2: it. Good for Steve Mojer and Ed Mojer Jr., the trainer of Stiletto Boy, recent hero of the big cap, up to one point seven million in earnings. And Vince just rattled off the company he's been keeping. Yeah. I mean, uh just some tremendous efforts against the very, very, very best in North America the last two, three seasons. Uh And you go back to uh, the state of Washington, the east side over here. And uh, you and Frank Lucarelli kind of grew up together, didn't you, Ed? Yeah, we went, uh,
5: we grew up in the same town. We went to the same high school. He's one year younger than me.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And uh, he'll probably be as smart as me in probably another year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's still trying. uh,
5: Yeah, so we went to high school together and we're still really good friends. We talked every almost,
2: you know, at least
5: three or four times a
2: week
5: all right, was, yeah. I, mean, was, I talked to him this morning
3: was that Newport high school in Bellevue
2: yes yeah yeah and Frank uh was just inducted into the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame actually the ceremony is going to be here on uh, August 12th this summer and well
5: deserved you yeah.
2: bet he has uh set all kinds of records here his participation is unmatched and uh Yeah, we were happy to see that Frank uh, won the vote, and he'll have his big day this summer.
3: John White, uh, also from up here and who does the morning line at uh, Santa Anita course, uh, he brought something to our attention that uh, uh, your first winner was September 24th, (laughs) 1976, with a horse called Alerts Honey at Playfair, a daughter of native-born, and... uh, Ed, do you remember who you gave a leg up to that day?
5: Doug Moore. No. Oh.
3: That was the second win, I believe. It was Vince Gibson. Okay. Oh, serious? Yeah. I always thought it was Doug Moore. Doug Moore Moore (laughs) rode the horse. He
5: rode him the next time, That's
3: right. You you wheeled her right back eight days later at Playfair, and Doug Moore was up for that one. But apprentice jockey Vince Gibson, 24th September 76, Hmm. uh, got the first win on Alerts Honey.
5: Yeah, I know she ran... I
2: think she ran four times there in
3: a month. That is correct. Mike got another win on <laughs> 6th of November with Mike Bays riding that time. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, both you and Frank growing up uh, on the east side, going to Newport High School, both gravitated toward the track. Uh, I know your, your father was very well known in this state as head of the HBPA and uh, did uh, his influence kind of get you going to the track? Because I know Frank's uh, father was a big fan of uh, horse racing.
5: No, I actually brought my dad in.
2: Oh, you did?
5: Yeah, he was—he was—he uh, was—he uh, worked for the federal uh, FHA, Federal Housing Administration, okay. and he—he just retired. And he was looking for something else to do, and I think I told him that there's a they have an opening there at the racetrack. Want you to try it? And he went in there, and they like basically like hired him right right off the bat.
2: And he had the credentials. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. father, Ed Moders, Sr. Of course, and there's
5: there's another trainer that went to Newport at the same time, and that was Keith Grubbin. We all went to high school together. Yeah. Keith and I were both on the basketball or uh, uh, golf team together.
2: And uh, Ed's playing golf today. Uh, this being Thursday, where are you playing, Ed?
5: Uh, Hidden in Vallejo, California.
2: Ed can hit the ball, Vince. No, I believe not it. Anymore, not anymore. Oh, come He's on. Never Ed. had me for a while. <laughs> Ed, uh, I was got matched up against him in one of those uh Emerald versus the Bay Area and he he beat me. And uh I'm not a short hitter or at least I wasn't 10 years ago, but Ed was not going to pass me, so And uh,
3: uh, Ed Ed has done well too. I did a little reading here and Ed, I understand you and your wife Geraldine, you have a 40 acre place called Sunny Creek Farm in Galt, California. I believe that's a bit east of the Bay Area there. When did you acquire that place, and is that for Thoroughbreds?
5: Yeah, it's Thoroughbreds. We have mares, and we actually stand one stallion. Um, we have mares and babies, and then layups from the right track. Great. I've got, yeah. Who's your and, stud? Uh, Who's your stud? Uh, Anthony's Cross.
2: Okay, we yeah. Stand. We
5: don't really own him. David Chase is the owner, and the reason he ended up there is I wanted to breed a couple of mares to him, but, you know, she, he was only breeding like a couple of David Chases, uh, you know, each year. And he had a couple of really good horses. So, I, I mean, I'd breed something to him, but I didn't want to take my mares all the way up. It's like up by the Oregon border, kind of.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And he said, let will just bring them down to your farm. Well, I brought them down here last year. We ended up breeding like 17 mares or, no, like 23 mares. Wow. You're mine, and then everybody else wanted to. We ended up breeding like 23 mares, and so he came back this year again, and I think they've got him bucked up like 15 mares this year. So
2: That's great. Yeah. Uh, Anthony's cross standing at Ed's farm there. And uh, so, stiletto boy, you haven't ducked any big dances at all for uh, close to two years. And uh, you come out of the race good, and are you looking at anything specific?
5: Yeah, he came out of the race great. He was actually in his stall at Golden Gate by 10 o'clock the morning Mm. after he ran. Wow, that's great. I I picked him up at like 3:30 in the morning, and I I transferred myself. Was it And um, so his next race we're planning on is the Oakland Handicap. Yeah, it's a million dollars on April
2: 22nd. April 22nd, they're running the Essex. This weekend, uh, April 18th, yeah. Saturday at Oaklawn. And uh, that's a, you'll see some of those horses, I'm sure, back in the Oaklawn handicap. That is great. Uh, was he pretty proud of himself after that win? He came out
5: of a great. Uh, you know, he, last year after the Pegasus, the year, you know, the year before when he ran third in the Pegasus, he was. Really, was never the same after that. He was just kind of tired, and I, he kept thinking we could get him going. He did win a, a grade two after that, but he just never was the same. And so finally, when he ran poorly in the Pacific Classic, we took him to our farm in Galt, and we gave him uh, two months. Out. And ever since he came in, he's just been really, really strong. That's great. And he's, to me, he's as strong as he's been right now.
2: Peeking out as a five-year-old, uh, that is great, and uh, coming off a grade one win. Not a lot of Washington natives have won grade one races. Uh, Ed Mojer Jr. now with his second grade one win, Stormy Lucy the first. And Stormy Lucy has a little distinction up here in Washington, Ed. Uh, her first career start was from the Jim Penny Barn. The Kameena Thoroughbreds owned her. She made one race start at started Emerald Downs. And she is at the top of a list, kind of an obscure list. It includes horses that made a career debut at Emerald Downs, and Stormy Lucy is number one in earnings on that list with 851000 So So uh, she she tops that list, Ed, uh, of, of horses that began their career up here. So
5: That kind of surprises me. Yeah. I mean, thought there'd be something... Well, I guess yeah, the star. Yeah, I guess I can understand that.
2: Underneath her, Moolagula, class included, striker Ph.D., Harvard Avenue Wasserman, Gallant Son, Gold Rush Dancer, etc. But Stormy Lucy's oh. on top of that list, so <laughs> uh, congratulations there as well. And uh, hey, just just a great feat for you and your brother. And uh, I guess you don't question your brother anymore when he makes uh, purchases like that.
5: I know. He doesn't ask me anymore. <laughs> he, just, he just buys them.
2: Yeah, well, that isn't all bad. And uh, teaming up with Kent DeSormo, uh, giving a little boost to his career, late, late in his career, not that he needs too many boosts. Uh, as you mentioned, Kent DeSormo in the Hall of Fame, uh, multiple winner of the Kentucky Derby, guided stiletto boy to win the big cap. Ed, that is great stuff. Uh, uh, how's the rest of your stable? You got a few young horses looking forward to this year?
5: Yeah, I just uh, brought four two-year-olds in today, uh, so I don't really know too much about them, but I've watched them train at the training center. We're going to have about 16 start with, so
2: hopefully we'll have a good one. That's great. Hey, Ed, thanks so much for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, continued good luck, man. Thank you. Thanks Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, again to Ed Mojer, Jr., uh, 2023, off to a fantastic start for himself and his brother, Steve, and stiletto boy. Hey, on to sports shorts and the NCAA tournament starting today. Uh, Vince, you want to talk about that briefly? I We both filled out a bracket. We've got a little bracket pool going on here at Emerald Downs. We
3: did and 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 you know, I don't follow it honestly that closely like I follow the NHL or something this time of year. And what I go mainly on, I was going on filling out the bracket was records against the spreads and obviously the lines in the opening round games. And I ended up picking UCLA, but you know, in retrospect they got some big injury problems going into the tournament, but I do like their coach a lot and the fact that he's a big thrower but racing fan yeah. maybe. Uh, help me push it in that corner and maybe wanting to see a, a Pac-12 team do good. But it would uh, certainly be a big surprise, though. I think I'll do good if UCLA wins it all.
2: They still have a lot of good players. Yeah, they've impressed
3: in, me, what little I've seen of them.
2: In fact, my favorite college player, that Jaime Yaquez, man. That yeah, kid, he's a ball player. <laughs> he can go one-on-one with anybody. And, uh, yeah, and they have, they have some good players. They did lose uh, the... Defensive Player of the Year in that the Pack Twelve. Clark, I yeah. believe, was his name. Yeah, and he also averaged over thirteen a game. So that that could hurt him. I went with Texas because uh I didn't watch a ton of games either. In fact, I think people watch less college basketballs the years go on. There's just so much happening in, on media wise and stimulation wise. Plus, there, there's just so many games on. There's oh so many goodness. games, and then. Uh, players change teams now, Yes, you know, trying to identify with somebody. I don't want to be
3: an old guy (laughs) yelling at clouds on that. I realize things evolve and change, but yeah, it's certainly for the, you know, uh, from year to year, it makes it a little more difficult to follow.
2: But then when it comes bracket time, everybody wants to fill out a bracket. Boy, I was just reading some stories on that and there's there's like 68 million
3: Americans are involved in one way or another in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, so uh, uh, I took Texas, mostly because i didn't watch a ton of games but in following results uh that conference the big 12 looked Mm -hmm. to be a really good conference to me on comparative scores and and the way they beat each other and uh then texas did win the conference championship by about 20 over kansas last week so i took texas to win it all all right I like like you're thinking there all right there's our sports shorts nca tournament goes for three weekends of course uh, selections. Um, we talked with Mike Pujic. Um, I'm going to go to the eighth race, the Whitmore in between background and call me fasts race races. Uh, the Whitmore is a six furlong sprint named, of course, after I think it used to be the Count Fleet. Uh, I'm not sure on the former name of this race, but Whitmore, of course. Was a Breeders' Cup Sprint winner. I think it was the Count Fleet. And just a tremendous, tremendous Oaklawn Park horse for many years. I saw him run uh, at least once myself back there. But I'm going to take one of the outside post horses in there in the six furlong Whitmore. And that horse uh, is a sprinter on the outside. If I can find the sheet... Yeah, I really know him well because I can't even tell you his name until I turn the right page over here in the Whitmore. And uh, we got good radio going on right now on this podcast. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, it's Cogburn is the name of the horse. All he's, right. he's a four-year-old by Not This Time, and that stud really emerged in 2022, the son of Giant's Causeway, Not This Time. A lot of good horses. Cogburn is three for six with two seconds in his career. He's a speed horse, but you know I like the fact that he draws nine of ten. Uh, a lot of times you know you're forced to stalk for the first time and you got everybody inside you. You can show your tactical speed and uh, you don't get uh, bogged down on the inside. and a lot of times horses learn how to stalk by drawing an outside post in a sprint. and he's a good horse. he's fast. Steve Asmussen trainee with uh, Ricardo Santana seven to two morning line Cogburn race eight at Oaklawn on Saturday.
3: Okay, I'm also going to Saturday's Oaklawn okay. and I'm going to the last race, race ten. This is one of these Arkansas bred maiden special weights where they run for a nice big ninety thousand dollar purse, and these races are not that tough. If you can fire any kind of shot, you usually can be right in the thick of things. Number six, Wild Rosie, fifteen to one on the morning line. This Nick Juarez, Joe. He's a pretty good, pretty good rider, and he's at 16 percent, 27 wins, but he outrides his odds a lot. I've noticed him a few times, going for a good barn. Brett Calhoun, Wild Rosie, while while uh, she hasn't come close to winning, she's beaten 15 horses her last two starts, mm, and she does add blinkers after two troubled trips. She's gotten beaten 12 and 10 and a quarter lengths, but she's been hung wide both times, and she has finished okay. And she's going to be a great big price. And maybe with the blinkers on, she can get a little bit better uh, position early. And she was only four lengths off the pace in uh, going two back. So I think she's got a look in a pretty pretty soft race. Wild Rosie number six at 15 to one.
2: Number six, 15 to one, Wild Rosie in the 10th at Oaklawn on Saturday correct the 10th race that is correct yeah. the final finale okay yeah you've uh you've snuck in there with a few good angles on Oaklawn maidens the last couple of years all right uh trivia last time out our question was uh name a top 10 emerald down stake sire sire of stakes races one in emerald downs history a top 10 in that standing uh and who didn't stand in the state of Washington? Well, I was out there running that by uh, trainer Tom Wenzel, stable manager Bob Capoletti, and they both immediately go, Well, Harvard the Gold. And I go, Oh boy, I forgot about him. He stands in Oregon. <laughs> and they were exactly right. He's way out in front with 73 stakes wins. As a sire, uh, that is a full 46 in front of the runner-up Sloodle doo Wow, Harbor the Gold stands in Oregon. So they were right, and if you sent that in, you were right. Um, But I didn't get any winning submissions on that. But the one I was thinking of, so uh, this is a non-Washington sire as well. Bertrando is number six on the list with 14... Emerald Downs Stakes wins. Bertrando, of course, the sire of...
3: One of my favorite sires. Yeah. Sire Stryker,
2: PhD. Nine stakes wins from Stryker, but five more as well. Bertrando, number six on the all-time Emerald Downs list. Uh, He would have been an answer as well. Would have taken it. Uh, So this week's question, as Vince is working on our media guide with a lot of great stats and figures, all kinds of stuff since our track's inception in 96, Two nine-year-olds have won stakes races at Emerald Downs. Name them both. Two nine-year-old horses have won stakes races at Emerald Downs. Name those horses. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to our guests, Mike Pooch, Ed Mojer Jr., Sy LaBar, our producer-director, Vince Bruhn for Horse Racing Northwest.